0: This is 100% Ska, your weekly all-ska, all-vinyl pseudo-radio show, with your host, DJ Ryan Midnight. We're bringing you the finest music for your listening, dancing, and working out pleasure. Find your happy place, crank up the volume, and let the beat pick up your feet. This is the greatest two-tone time. This is 100% Ska. I am your host, DJ Ryan Midnight, uh, bringing you our uh, two-tone celebration episode. Uh, Two-tone, two-clone, two-influenced, for it is the 40th anniversary of uh, the two-tone label uh, with the release of the special AKA uh, Gangsters, uh, 7-inch, the 45, uh, released, uh, in March of 1979. Woo! Uh, so to start off that, uh, uh this show here, uh, that was The Offenders with, uh, Two-Tone Time, I uh, figured it would be, a, although it's not, uh, of the era, I felt it was an appropriate, uh, start to the episode, and, uh, we'll go from there. So, uh, yeah, I've got myself, a, a lovely glass of, uh, Jamaican rum from the uh, Appleton Estate to uh, help me along here with this uh, with this show, and uh, I think uh, we're just going to get right into it. So of course, uh, how do you start the 40th anniversary of uh, the Two Tone label? Well, you listen to the special, A.K.A. With Gangsters, right here on 100% (laughs) Sky. This is 100% Ska, and you are listening to our Two-Tone Celebration episode here, uh, celebrating the releases on the Two-Tone label, and of course music influenced by uh, that revival of the uh, Ska music there uh, in the late 70s. Again, it is the 40th anniversary uh, of the Two-Tone label, so of course we've got to uh, appreciate that, we've got to recognize that and uh, celebrate it uh, in all of its black and white checkered glory. So let me tell you what you just heard there from the, some of the biggest acts of the, uh, the two-tone scene. Uh, finishing off there, that was uh, the beat, aka the English beat uh, for us uh, Yanks, uh, and that was Can't Get Used to Losing You. Uh, prior to that was The Selector with their title track off of their debut album Too Much Pressure, prior to that we had madness with the prince uh, that was their uh, i believe their very first single uh, on the two tone label and then of course starting us all off there which was the launch of the two tone label that was the special aka later known as the specials with uh, gangsters and uh, yeah so really great stuff there i just you know it, it, it you listen to it and you you just can't uh, help yourself uh, but Dance to the Groove. Uh, so starting off our uh, next uh, set here, because, again, it's all about the music, so I really want to get into it, but I also want to give you a little bit of uh, history. Some of you might know this. Some of this is a little refresher for you. Uh, but, uh, so you have the, two, the, the two-tone label, uh, the nice big ska revival happening in uh, the UK, and uh, who happens to be living in the UK at that time? Uh, but uh, Laurel Aitken, uh, who was part of the... Uh, original original uh you know jamaican uh ska scene before it was even ska it was uh the you know blue beat and uh kind of like the proto ska music there and uh he was doing his thing and uh part of his part of his repertoire uh made it to uh the uk and was responsible for kind of the the genesis of what would become the two-tone and the ska revival uh there so 1980 rolls around, and uh, Laurel's like, well, I should uh, be making some money off of this. I brought it to the UK. Uh, I should be uh, you know, getting a part of this. And so what does he do? Uh, he goes into the studio uh, with a band called The Unitones, and uh, he records a seven-inch release, a seven-inch single called Rudy Got Married. So this is it. Uh, Laurel Aitken from 1980 uh, with Rudy Got Married, right here on... Scott. This is 100% Scott and you are smack dab in the middle of our two-tone celebration episode here you just heard the body snatchers with let's do rock steady uh, right there off of the two-tone label and uh, if memory serves right because I didn't look it up so just take this with a great assault uh, I do believe that uh, the body snatchers were basically like two months old they'd like really just played a couple shows and uh, got snatched right up by the, uh, the label to put out uh, two, uh, two seven inches. Uh, they did have an album planned, but uh, they broke up unfortunately before that full album was uh, recorded. So we just have that and uh, a, I think they've got a live track on the, uh, the Dance Craze uh, soundtrack uh, as well. So uh, good stuff there. Uh, before that, we had Bad Banners with uh, Just a Feeling and then prior to that was uh, The Riffs with uh, Darling. And uh, big asterisk, asterisk there uh, because I totally screwed up on the, uh, the release date. Uh, the Riffs, that album actually came out uh, much later in uh, the 80s. I think like 88 it came out there. But you know what? Screw it. I'm leaving it in the set. Uh, I'm not recording this again. Uh, so one take, uh, one set, and uh, there you have it. Um, so they were, uh, but you can obviously hear in that, uh, that performance, um, a lot of influence by uh, the t- the two-tone sound uh, and the uh, uh, what was happening with the uh, the the ska the ska scene uh, in the mid to late 80s. And uh, speaking of that, why not uh, use this uh, this opportunity uh, to basically say that uh, probably later in this month, um, I will definitely be doing another episode, which you'll hear a lot of the uh, the influence and the ripple effect of uh, the initial uh, two-tone scene. So a lot of the uh, initial, some of the earlier uh, 80s music and, uh, from the, uh, the US and uh, some of the later 80s releases uh, coming out of uh, UK and, uh, and uh, Europe uh, overall, because uh, although the, the, the two-tone uh, was kind of a fad, I mean, when you really looked at how, long, how the, the short time span, it was really super popular from like... 79 to 81, maybe 82. Um, just really kind of like a flash in the pan, but um, such an impact uh, that it had on uh, music uh, from then. Again, you know we're, we're 40 years out and uh, still celebrating and listening to, uh, to all of this great music. And, uh, but you know what? Uh, since it is 2019 and there is such a lot of great music to uh, listen to, uh, why don't I take this uh, time to uh, pause and do a little uh, concert calendar here so let me grab the old uh, computer here as I bring up uh, some dates to remind you um, again you know so we're, we're recording here in uh, Jersey City right there in the shadow of New York so of course uh, I'm going to be prepping and uh, promoting some shows that are locally in the uh, in the area so uh, if you don't live in New York uh, hang tight for about two minutes here or not even that um, so just to let you know, uh, this is, uh, this Sunday, uh, on, uh, March 10th, uh, you can catch, uh, you can catch, uh, the Ladrones, uh, they're playing at, uh, Queens Brewery. Um, it's an afternoon show, and I believe it is actually free admission. Um, so it's a little bit of a trek, um, it's deep in the heart of, uh, Brooklyn, almost into Queens, um, but you can take the L train all the way out there. And, uh, it's actually kind of a, it's a nice brewery, uh, good beer there, um, Kind of hard to dance, but uh, I'm sure uh, you invigorating and uh, inventive kids can figure that all out. Let's see, what else is on the fantastic uh, second period? Okay, uh, let's see, on uh, March 14th, uh, while it's not necessarily uh, Ska, you can catch uh, The Birth of Cool uh, Sextet, uh, and that features uh, Mush One on uh, Trumpet. Uh, great little, uh, some, some cool jazz music there uh, and uh, influenced uh, by some of the uh, the great 60s uh, sound coming out of that as well. Um, and uh, if you're really interested, you can hear uh, myself uh, interview uh, Mush One in a episode oof, maybe seven, eight months ago on uh, 100% Sky. You can hear him talk about uh, his band, uh, Top Shot a Band, and uh, his previous experience uh, in the slackers, amongst others. Uh, let's see. Uh, oh, March 15th. You can catch me, DJ Ryan Midnight, at uh, Otto's Shrunken Head, where I'll be doing my, uh, my two-tone celebration uh, right there. Uh, that's from uh, 6 to 10 p.m. Uh, on the 15th again. Uh, it is free admission, so come on by, and uh, let's see what's going on. Uh, let's see. What else is on the calendar worth mentioning? Uh, Well, March 17th, uh, the Interrupters are playing Irving Plaza. Uh, That is a sold-out show, Uh, so uh, if you can uh, find some tickets somewhere, uh, you still have an opportunity there. Uh, Also on March 17th, again, while it's not uh, totally ska, uh, it is definitely within the realm of possibilities for you, uh, that is Murphy's Law playing at uh, Bowery Electric. Uh, They're doing their annual uh, St. Patrick's Day show there. Uh, That is going to be a riot, probably literally. Uh, And let's see. Oh, also, um, at St. Vitus Bar uh, in uh, Greenpoint on March 21st, you can catch uh, We Are The Union and Kill Lincoln uh, for all of your ska punk and uh, ska core needs. And then also on uh, March 21st, you can catch uh, Bumpin' Uglies with uh, Rude Boy George at The Knitting Factory. And finally, oh, this is a good one too. Uh, Dave Hilliard and the Rocksteady 7 will be playing March 23rd at uh, Hank's Saloon. So there you have it. Some upcoming shows uh, to watch for in the New York City area. Um, if you aren't in New York City, uh, look at your calendar, look at your Facebook feed, look at your Twitter feed, look at you know, flyers posted on uh, lampposts and lampshades and lamp, shades and lamp holes, uh for what's happening in your area go support and see some live music. And now, not live music, but recorded music. Um, so again, you know, uh, the two-tone label had a lot of uh, immediate influence, uh, stretching out far beyond uh, England and uh, hitting all of Europe and America. And uh, so I wanted to share with you a few of those immediate impact points. And uh, to start this set off, um, I've got a band called The Skunks. Not the US band. But a band from France, uh, from nineteen eighty. This is the Skunks with uh, what is the song called? Hold one moment, whilst I grab the uh, the flyer with a lovely little uh, cartoon skunk with a little uh, checkered pork pie hat on the front. He's super cute. Um, so this is Sayeski Sayeska, right here on one hundred percent ska.
1: She called my
2: No problem.
0: This is 100% Ska. You are smack dab, still in the middle of our 40th Anniversary uh, Showcase of the Two-Tone Label. Uh, Again, the Two-Tone Label, 40 40 years old uh, this month, uh, March 1979, Uh, that's a long time ago. Um, I was alive by five months, so obviously I was not around uh, to enjoy that the first time around, but here I am enjoying it uh, the second time around. And uh, many other people uh, also enjoyed that label. Uh, so that was uh, that little set there uh, was obviously a set influenced by the two tone label. Uh, and let me tell you what you just heard. Uh, last off, there on that set was uh, the Box Boys with uh, American Masquerade uh, coming out of Los Angeles uh, in uh, 1980. Uh, before that was uh, Heavy Manners coming out of uh, Chicago with um, Fleming First, which I believe came out in 1981. I could check the, uh, the sleeve and confirm that, but you know what? I'm not. So just take my word for it, uh, 81. You know what? Who knows? Uh, then before that, uh, all the way over to France uh, for Vodska with uh, Therese. And then starting off the set there was uh, Skunks with uh, Céski, Céska. And uh, you know, it. it What's also kind of interesting to me is if you kind of dig into this, into uh, this scene. And again, it kind of goes back to what I was mentioning about how uh, the the two tone ska revival was very kind of like a a fad. You had a lot of uh, kind of imitators and jumping on jumping wagon jumpers. I I don't know what. You know what? Whatever. Anyway, uh, you had a lot of bands that were obviously kind of directly influenced and and saw an opportunity. To cash in or to you know get out there and, and form a band and and start doing stuff, um, and some of the larger uh, bands that came out of the '80s kind of started as a a ska band or or started in ska bands. You know, the, the the music didn't start. Um, there is a legend uh, I've never heard it. I don't know if it's even out there anywhere on the on the World Wide Web um, or in a dusty bin someplace. But apparently, uh, Wham! Actually started as Uh, a ska band Uh, they had some demos they even theoretically they had a few actual performances Um, I don't have anything to play by them so I'm not leading into that but uh, I've got something kind of interesting which I hope you will find uh, almost as adequate in just a moment Uh, but uh, like so Wham or I don't even know what they were. I think I don't know if they were still called they were called Wham at that point but anyway uh, George Michael uh, started as a ska band Um, the the singer for uh, Fine on Cannibals uh, started in a, in a ska band, uh, the acrylics, and then uh, also, which kind of this is just what something that just just came into my world view, um, and it's it's kind of funny, and I hope you enjoy it, because I enjoy the hell out of this for for some reason. Anyway, um, so Tears for Fears, uh, before they were Tears for Fears, uh, they had um, kind of like it, it wasn't a, it wasn't like an all ska band, but it was like ska mod, uh, kind of like maybe like proto-y, new wavy uh, band. Um, but on their album, um, so this is, the, this is a band called uh, Graduate. Not even the, just straight up Graduate. Uh, and um, they had, sorry as so I step away from the mic. Uh, they put out a couple seven inches and they put out um, a, uh, at least a 10 inch, which is what I have uh, in my hands right now. So Graduate uh, had this uh, 10 inch called uh, Acting My Age. And on that album, now again, this is 1980 uh, that, this, that this was released, So, which I find this hugely entertaining for whatever reason. Um, they have this song on here, uh, which we're about to listen to, called uh, Elvis Should Play Ska. So you know, he's been dead at least three years at that point. I think he died in 77. So I don't know. I find it hilarious. So we're going to listen to this right now. Uh, this is uh, Graduate with uh, Elvis Should Play Ska. Obviously, Uh, extremely uh, influenced by the uh, the sound at the time so let's take a listen and i'll listen to some sirens in the background all right we'll see you in a moment See This is 100% ska, and uh, if you couldn't tell, uh, that last track you just heard was called "I Like Bluebeat." Uh, that song comes from a band called uh, Cairo, uh, and uh, obviously, kind of influenced in, uh, and a dedication to the uh, to the Bluebeat label, um, which was one of the original labels that was kind of bringing the uh, the original Jamaican 60s ska sound up and into uh, the UK. And uh, we have in in part uh, thanks to that label uh, for uh, giving us all the lovely ska music we know and love today from uh, England. Uh, Before that, we had uh, the Rude Boys, and that was a song called uh, Blue Beat Baby. Again, a little tip of the hat uh, to that label. Prior to that, we had Headline with Carolina and starting off, everything there was Graduate, with uh, Elvis Should Play Ska. And uh, maybe if he didn't die on the toilet? Maybe he would have. Who knows? You know, you, know, you never know. Um, I, I could oddly see him doing something weird. Uh, you know, grabbing uh, Annette Funicello. They could have done a, uh, an updated, updated version of uh, Jamaica Ska. Uh, he could have shown up in the uh, the uh, Back to the Beach uh, uh, movie in uh, from like nineteen eighty six uh, and done a duet with uh, Fishbone. Who knows? Um, the mind boggles at the lost opportunity uh, from his earlier demise. And speaking of demise, uh, this is the end of uh, the episode. Thanks as always uh, for listening. I really hope you did enjoy this uh, two tone and uh you know celebration here and uh, of course you know all the the music that started to uh, be immediately influenced uh by the label i think next month i will be doing or not next month but later this month because it's still early in the month uh later this month i'll probably do a kind of like a part two sequel to this uh, episode where we will kind of listen to and celebrate some of the um kind of like the phase two of the uh, the sky revival so um you know after the the initial uh fad died out uh you're checking out some of the bands uh that rose from that and uh we're sticking around uh so obviously the stuff from like the the late 80s coming out of uh you know uh, obviously still the uk uh germany uh america um who knows what else I'll, I'll flip through my records and uh put together a good show for you um but of course to end us off and of course oh i should say Um, As always, I think I said uh, thanks for listening. And uh, if this may be your first time listening, of course you can uh, catch all my older episodes on uh, DJRyanMidnight.com. You can catch me on Facebook under said name. You can subscribe to the show on uh, iTunes through Mixcloud. Um, Tune in um, anywhere else you can find an RSS feed. Uh, You can probably find me there. So uh, please do subscribe. Um, I don't have a video to point to to say Don't forget to subscribe here but uh you know look out for that and uh subscribe you can subscribe by email um rss feed direct um all sorts of good ways to get uh my episode into your uh little tiny grubby ears and hands yay uh so let's finish this off okay so we started off the show with uh of course uh the special aka uh gangsters so of course we're going to finish the episode with the flip side to that 45, which was uh, The Selector and uh, the uh, self-named uh, uh, track, also called The Selector. Um, although this is not the selector of uh, Pauline Black and uh, and that crew, uh, this uh, the track was actually recorded back, you know, so this was, although it was released in 1979, uh, this track was actually recorded in, I think, 77. Um, and included uh, John Bradbury, who was the, um, the, the drummer uh, for the specials. And uh, basically, what, what, you know, if, if legend is true or you know, myth or what have you, um, basically uh, the special AKA blew their entire recording budget on recording gangsters. Um, but of course, they needed a track um, for the flip side. And so, since this track was already recorded, it was uh, dusted off. Uh, a, a fake band was essentially uh, named. The Selector was not a band before this. Um, it was basically just like, hey, you know, we'll just call it the Selector. Why not? And, uh, and thus, uh, the name was born, and then, you know, a couple months later, they had a band, an actual band, uh, formed to uh, kind of fill in that slot. But uh, we are going to finish this off, and thanks for listening. Uh, so this is The Selector with The Selector. Right here on 100% Ska. Thanks as always. We'll catch you next week. just, 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 just,